0: Your greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 291 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week we are talking about the Last of Us HBO show trailer has been revealed. Microsoft's call for competition, PlayStation's new indie initiative, and Skull and Bones gets delayed once again, that and so much more. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mister Kyle Stevenson. I don't want. I don't care how you're doing this week. Honestly, oh. I couldn't care less. All right, for me then. All right, because <laughs> here's the thing: that I only care about Kyle. Yeah, the Last of Us HBO show. Usually, we put this in the sh- you know, like, oh, we're squaring up the It'd be news. A news we're... story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm too excited. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. A minute and 48 seconds of which I have watched on repeat for at least a hundred times now. Uh Uh-huh. I want to know your thoughts of this trailer.
1: It is everything I wanted. Yes, sir. And it's just a teaser. And I think what it did so extremely well without. Overly giving us like dialogue options and, you know, longer looks at certain scenes, like some like longer trailers would do Mm -hmm. it set the tone of what the last of us is and nailed it. Yeah. I I, I think Pedro and Bella look fantastic. I was not expecting for some reason to see Riley in the teaser. And so I'm so excited. We're going to get that. Um, obviously there are very pivotal scenes that we know from the game that are hinted at in this trailer um specifically Joel grabbing Ellie by the face yep. after a, a, a very traumatic event um it just it, it just looks awesome it looks like the best video game adaptation ever already <laughs> and I'm just, I cannot wait to watch this with you and then cry our eyes out every single episode, even though we know the story. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited to experience it. And it
0: seems like just, just from what, like the little, again, the little moments we've seen so far, it's like, they're fleshing out other characters as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so like in even expanding some roles, like Bill's character. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm. I, i'll be honest at first i was i watched it and i'm like okay i'm watching it through the eyes of this is a video game adaptation of a thing
1: uh-huh i, I
0: i'm nervous already because this is sure. not just that but something that i love and care for so much mm-hmm. um and then the like the first time i was just like okay tone seems good i'm the nerves are calm then i watched it a second time i was like okay things. Things look right. And I watched it a third time. I was like, okay, I'm getting amped, but I know I'm biased because you're right. I think this looks, this looks phenomenal. Even like I've seen people that have been very nervous as well. Like our good friend Ains of season gaming was just like, I'm last of Us means a tremendous amount to me. I'm very skeptical of this show, but this trailer genuinely looks great. Yep. Um, And you're right. I think they hit the tone of what The Last of Us is so well, while giving a little homages, or not even homages. You know, when you're looking at certain scenes, where they are in in the game. Yeah,
1: yeah, like the amazing shot of, uh, I believe it's downtown Boston of the buildings. Yeah. Like, you know exactly where they are or when they're in the museum and you, they hear the clicker and they're like, don't say anything. Yeah. Or, or, or there's a brief shot of tests uh, at, at the uh, the Capitol building. Just yep. a very brief shot. And you're like, oh, I know what's about to happen. you yeah. don't know if I'm ready for it kind of thing. <laughs> and and I, again, something they did extremely well is, and I, and I feel like a lot of people like to just throw this out there. And say, oh, it's just a it's just a zombie thing. It's just another story in a zombie, quote unquote, apocalypse kind of situation. They kept that so minimal. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we know clickers are going to be in it and zombie humans or whatever. Sure. Watching that trailer, though, it is so much more about the people in it than these uh, clickers. And then when the clicker does show up for that brief second... Oh, oh wow! Wow-y. Oh wow! Someone give the makeup artists an Oscar, Emmy, whatever they get. Just give it to them now, because yeah. that's inc- it looked incredible.
0: And like what you even said too, like they they have like the left behind DLC, right? Yeah. The carousel moment. I was like, oh yeah. wow! They're going to
1: I, rip our hearts out and then stop on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you just have tremendous talent, like the actress that plays Tess,
1: She's yeah, uh, Anne Yeah, she's she's an excellent actor please people watch fringe it's an underrated show she's amazing in it and
0: watch mindhunter because she's also oh, excellent there. yeah yeah you know we got pedro you got bella ramsey they're great but like there are like um oh my god the woman from the yellow jackets is in here as well uh-huh. like nick there's...
1: offerman as bill come on and
0: he's a tremendous
1: actor <laughs> come on
0: so like you got a great you have a great team making this yeah you know the Minds of chernobyl Uh, The one thing that I want to shout out, I believe, MBK on our Twitter was just like, actually, I have the tweet right here. You're probably watched the uh, last of Us trailer about 50 times, just like me. I think seeing Neil Druckmann credited in the trailer is such a big deal because it translates to him being actually an integral part of the show's development. Yep. It's true. Like, yeah, yeah, his name's in the credits. He is a showrunner on Mm -hmm. this show. And so I feel like you have excellent script writers and extra excellent team running this show. And then you have this excellent just set of actors. Yeah. This first minute and 40 seconds, it could be the halo show all over again, but damn, I can't, I can't help but be very optimistic of where this show mm-hmm. just takes the last of us. Like, you know, I thought I was being biased, so uh, you know, you know me, yeah. I have to show everybody if I like something, I'm like, Please, yeah. please see this. Yeah. So, I'm showing all of my family and my friends this. And the one that the one reaction that stuck out to me was my brother's, who is not like a big gamer by any means, he'll just mm-hmm. play any Star Wars related video game, a Call of Duty here or there, like that's it. He, his reaction to the the Dallas scene, the, the intro scene. It's not Dallas, but whatever. Boston. Boston. No, no, not Boston. Like the true intro of the game, like with the airplane.
1: Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yep.
0: Uh, when he sees that, my brother's like, whoa, holy shit, they're doing this. <laughs> like that was his rea- yeah, reaction. Yeah. And at the end of that trailer, his immediate his immediate thought was, yo, Joe, you have this game on PS5? I need to, like, we need to learn how to share play because I, I want this game.
1: Yeah. So, and that, that's the thing I tweeted out immediately after I watch it. Like it's chilling for me. It's chilling for us. It's chilling for everyone that's played the game because those moments that are in that teaser mean so much to us. But this just looks like a great way to introduce what I think is one of the best stories yeah. I've experienced in my life to people who do not play games yeah. and for them to love or hate these characters in their own way because this this deserves to be seen by everybody it's very much in the same vein of us being champions for playstation games coming to pc everyone yeah. can experience it this is that million times over if done right that is exactly. exactly what this can be exactly
0: and it goes to and we'll talk a little bit about this later of why the last of Us part one was remade oh and, and it's something 100%. we've time and time again it's yeah. people like my brother yeah. Never experienced it, but now they want to. Yep, that's why. That's why these shows like this the synergy you're going to see between games and their transmedia, you know, neighbors it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be something else if done correctly. Now, Spam and mm-hmm. also writes and he goes, What do you think? Uh, what do you think makes most video game adaptations into live action miss the mark? And do you think HBO's Last of Us will finally set the gold standard? for future adaptations or hinder them based on devoted fan base far reaching expectations that's Mm. a great question i think one of the biggest things for me is the people that are making them don't understand what makes the game special Mm -hmm. so you know when i see oh i forget the 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 showrunner of the last of Us show i think it's like um Craig Mazin, Craig Craig Mazin, he's a fan of the game. Yeah, he loves this thing. He yeah. got to choose every anything he wanted a, after Chernobyl, and he picked this because yeah. he he loved what Neil did. When you see other directors, let's just say of a, a Resident Evil, and they're just like, yeah, let's let's this may be too cheesy, so we're gonna do our own special thing, you know, like with the Resident Evil show, or there mm-hmm. may be almost embarrassed of the source material. They don't think it's gonna translate well, and they sure. try to reinterpret yeah. it or reconfigure it. That's where I think so many of these things misses the mark, um, and and that's what makes, what separates a, a good adaptation versus a bad adaptation.
1: And, and as far as I'm concerned, why I think this is only gonna do more good than harm when it comes to future video game adaptations is yeah. two reasons. One you mentioned, Neil Druckmann is just heavily involved in this. And yeah. and I don't think that is... B- besides uh, the crazy dude uh, who made Postal. What was his name? Oh, God, I have no idea. You you Bowl or something oh, like that? Yeah. It was a part of the movie adaptations of his games or whatever. Yeah. Besides that, I I feel like everything... Every adaptation since then hasn't had the creator and game director so heavily involved in sure the show. And then second is, as far as I'm concerned, PlayStation is already hitting a thousand. Mm. Like, I loved Uncharted. I know it's not okay. a perfect thing. It's okay. not a perfect adaptation. But it hit the tone of what the game is. Yeah. It felt like a Nathan Drake Uncharted adventure. And it wasn't one to one, and and what have you. But PlayStation's doing the right things when it comes to bringing their IPs into uh, passive media when you're just sure. sitting there watching it. So and- I'm I'm all for them continuing this. And Last of Us looks like it's taken it.
0: Yeah. And if, if it's, if they're passing these ideas around to creators, like for example, like you got the John Wick director tied to a ghost of Tsushima oh, film. Yes. If they yeah. literally just go to a director going, what do you want? And they're just yeah. picking the thing that they want exactly. to
1: make. Then I yeah. think
0: we're in, we're in a really good position. And it, honestly, even if you didn't like uncharted, the lessons learned from that film that they can take to the sequel Yep. or just even comparing it to sequels prior mm-hmm. adaptations are getting better and better and better and companion pieces as well. Like again, yeah. get people that, yeah. Being passionate for a project is, is great. I think that matters more if you're like the writer or director of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, a, have to have a thirst for it, but like you could just say, Hey, l- the world of league of legends is vast. We can't, tackle all these characters let's just take a select few and tell a story and you know you have amazing works like arcane you yeah. have cyberpunk edge runners right now which i'm watching yeah. and loving that's reinvigorating again we'll talk about it a little later that game so it's just like you could take things outside the universe and and tell stories about them and have mm-hmm. people interested and want to experience those things all la the witcher as well another great example so oh
1: yeah i need to watch that show i haven't watched it yet yeah i've heard i've heard
0: so yeah Um, i'm i'm over the moon man this is this this is just a whole lot of hopium that i feel like i needed this week
1: and and really quickly shout out to kevin diaz i saw him almost immediately after the trailer went live uh did a screenshot It's like is that ashley johnson Oh. I feel like we get a clip of Ashley Johnson in in here who voices Ellie, if you don't know, in the game. Uh, there's like an explosion, and I think she's being blown away from the blast. Uh, it, it's very split second. It looks a, a lot like Ashley Johnson. Okay. So uh, I, I like how they threw that yes. in there a little bit, and it's yes. like a little Easter egg in the trailer just for us. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very excited. Um, very, very excited.
0: I'm really excited. This is everything i hope for now hey kyle real fast episode one super
1: bowl are we doing that what's that is episode one dropping after the super bowl do you think oh i mean why not right sure i guess has that ever happened before well usually after the super bowl is when they drop like a a new episode of a show like the office had the um the one where Dwight does the fire sure. drill training. He did that. There was Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, after really? the Super Bowl. They, it's usually just within the network. Okay. But why not just be like, hey, <laughs> after the Super Bowl, come watch The Last of Us on HBO. <laughs> That'd be nuts. I'm against yeah.
0: the idea, but I like where your head's at, kid. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Kyle, but, okay, real fast. How are you doing?
1: I'm okay. Work's been boring. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Uh, I had a great time on Saturday
0: absolutely I'm... yeah there was a community stream day we did yeah. and everybody thank you all so much for coming out there was a huge turnout so much fun so many games played uh what the dub was fantastic yeah next time around we're gonna get it right that was so much fun for mm-hmm. fortnight fall guys the whole shebang thank you all so much for being a part of it that was spectacular thank you honestly that said kyle a little bit of housekeeping before we talk about the rest of the stuff that we have to talk about on this show. Um, of course, this show is brought to you by the generosity of our patrons over at patreon.com/ps Trophy room I want to thank our producers this month and our newest producers, Sith Lord 92 at the gold tier, Millennial Falcon Gaming at the gold tier, and Johnson at the silver plus tier, Lamb chop at the silver tier and Winter gamer in the bronze tier. I want to thank our Platinum members, Todd Burwitz and Toxic. I want to thank our Gold members, Too Soon, Gavin Goffey Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Stoth, Simon the Pie Man, Chaotic Monkey, Enigma, and Struples and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Hide Indoors, Chaka. Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadas Von Metal, Tim Olf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brent Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Annie Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Lord Commander Corgi, Elo 2032, Jinx the 38th, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Stone Cold E.T. Astronaut Junior, not to be confused with Astronaut Senior, the Green Gorilla Gamer, Katie M9 Prime, Sean McKenzie, N. Johnson, Final Fan, XZ, Enigma, and Androzo, and Vontae Tatted. Thank you all so much for your amazing generosity. It's what keeps the show running, keeps us looking great and sounding amazing. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash room.
1: If you got your name read twice, you're lucky. (laughs) it'll <laughs> be last time it happens
0: oh Ooh. a stickler i see
1: well i'm just saying there are a couple uh, duplicates in there
0: yeah i mean listen i it happens I, i'm a little delirious after work <laughs> been a day. kyle i, I stubbed my toe real bad it hurts it still hurts i get it i've been mortally wounded <laughs> Oof. i'm sorry <laughs> that said we have a whole bunch of new Patreon cool tiers. we'll talk about maybe later in the show yeah and also at patreon.com slash so check it out check a look All right, Kyle. Now it's finally time
1: to square
0: up the news.
1: First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Paul Tassi over at Forbes. Microsoft's let us have competition. Sony jab feels extremely ironic. Every new development in the Sony versus Microsoft spat over Microsoft's pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard makes me roll my eyes a little harder. That's Paul. In his writing. Uh, Previously, I've addressed Jim Ryan's increasingly whiny comments about the situation, which sound like sour grapes coming from the far and away clear gaming industry market leader. But Microsoft isn't much better either. This week, it's not Xbox's Phil Spencer punching back, but the CEO of Microsoft itself, Satya Nadella, who in an interview with Bloomberg referenced the fact that Sony has also made big acquisitions in the gaming space. Quote, so if this is about competition, let us have competition, end quote. I find this specific quote deeply ironic given that the entire debate being had here is that Microsoft's size, making an acquisition of this scale, is the company being anti-competitive in a way that its chief rival, Sony, cannot match. Sony, while a big company with electronics, film, TV, and gaming divisions, has an $89.24 billion market cap. Its recent big gaming purchase, Nadella is referencing, is its acquisition of Bungie for $3.6 billion, which came with the clear stipulation that none of Bungie's games would become exclusive to PlayStation. Microsoft, in contrast, is a technological mega corporation that's one of the largest on Earth with a $1.8 trillion market cap. 20 times the size of Sony it's quote unquote, large gaming purchase before this was Bethesda for $7.5 billion, which resulted in a lot of Microsoft exclusive games from that publisher and its developers. But the Activision blizzard deal is nearly 10 times that at $68.7 billion. I don't know how you can taunt Sony with a straight face by saying, let us have competition when you're buying a publisher that costs nearly as much as Sony itself is worth. Again, this is not the whole debate. Microsoft is right that Sony and Nintendo are outperforming them in the gaming industry despite being smaller companies, so pure size is not everything. We also have outsiders like Amazon failing to meaningful meaningfully break into the industry despite several attempts. So it's complicated, but quote unquote, let us have competition. I'm not sure that's the argument you want to make in this case that centers of the concept of sh- the sheer size of this deal, leading to anti-competitiveness in the industry. But you do you Nadella. This is kind of an inflammatory
0: article. This is I a picked,
1: sassy huh? Paul opinionated uh, article,
0: but I agree with it a hundred percent.
1: I also agree with it. So, Okay. <laughs>
0: Real talk. I, a lot of people are like, "I love this quote. This quote's awesome." They're like, "Hey, let us have competition. We're fourth place. You're in first place." And my my first gut reaction is, "Yeah, I like this quote because Kyle, for the first time ever, and now this is where, hey guys, remember we're a Sony show. Hi, <laughs> uh, for any Xbox fans listening, don't worry, you'll get your pat on the back after this rant. You'll earn your you'll earn the cookie, y'all." for the first time, Microsoft has kind of stated what they're about. Like I, you know, we've seen a lot of acquisitions and either outside of games or inside of games, and they always state their intention of what they're going to use this acquisition for. You know, Apple bought Beats and their plan was to re, re, re-innovate or revigorate their headset line. And they did, right? To get their tech, share their tech, they did. AirPods exist, hello. Right, those 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 announcements of "Hey, we bought this thing," always comes with a clear plan or roadmap or intent of how they're going to use that thing. Mm-hmm. With Xbox, I feel like we do give, uh, you know, oh my God, why, why am I blanking on his name? Xbox uh, CEO. Oh my God, Phil, Phil Spencer, Spencer. Thank you. We give him a lot of the benefit our of intern. the doubt. Yeah, come our on. intern. Yeah, come we, on. He tries his best. Um, <laughs> but. We give him a lot of the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, he's so nice. And he says it with a smile and we kind of go, yeah, Phil, you're, you're a great dude. We'll let you, we'll let you pass. But when he says things like, oh, we have no intent of, you know, dividing gamers from their communities or their games. It's like, no, you actually have all the intent. Like when they say that they go, we actually want to expand it to mobile and cloud. It's like, yeah, but nowhere in there did you say. Games will remain on PlayStation. In fact, when you talk about Elder Scrolls or Fallout, you're like, eh,
1: we'll get there when we get there. I mean, there was a PlayStation Starfield uh, uh, version. Yeah. It, like, it, there was a version that was very close to almost being done. Absolutely. And now that's never going to see the light of day.
0: Redfall as well. So yeah. it's like, no, your your mission is to take games away from PlayStation gamers. Let's just, let's just say it. And what's wrong with saying it? Yeah. Because if competition is about competition, then Satya, what you're saying is we want to take games away from PlayStation gamers. And yeah. listen, that's fine. You, you're you the one buying this thing. I'm not guilting you. Yeah. And like any other PlayStation guy would. You're, you're buying this thing for almost $70 billion. Yeah. Do what you want with it.
1: If but I, like, let's I not beat around the bush exactly.
0: that I feel like they constantly do. When they make these big acquisitions, when they go with the excuses, like, oh, well, this, this, we've, we've never done an acquisition this size. We're happy for these people to, you know, to inspect us to see if everything matches, right? Like the carpet matches the drapes, that type of shit. And it's like, it's always so vague. Just say what you're going to do. It's simple as that. And so, though I, you know, this, this quote is for the regulators. It's true. Let us have competition. You're a trillion-dollar company. Yeah. A trillion-dollar company huh. is begging for, quote-unquote, competition. Yeah. I feel like that's just crazy. Am,
1: I, t- I, am mean- I taking crazy pills, Kyle? Absolutely not, because what I was going to say is uh, the fact, when I read this, and Sony's market cap is $89 billion, and Activision Blizzard deal alone is $68.7 billion, almost this... <laughs> almost the full amount of the entire market cap that Sony has that to me is like the Yankees in the nineties and early two thousands when they just bought every great player, as soon as they entered free agency and they had the, the biggest payroll of all time. And they were like, we're the Yankees. We can do it. It It's whatever. Don't don't be mad at us. We -hmm. just want to be competitive. We want to keep winning, whatever. Just like, I, I, it, this whole thing is dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired
0: just, of the pettiness
1: between all these. Exactly. Because, like, like well, yeah. Oh, the, they're being competitive. They bought Bungie. Yeah. For four billion dollars, it's one one developer. How and many they get developers to make games for all the platforms? Exactly. And how many yeah. developers are within Activision Blizzard alone, yeah. not just Bethesda?
0: And <sighs> and how many times we throw Jim Ryan under the bus uh-huh. when they announced this deal with Bungie? What did Jim Ryan say? These games like, stay multi-platform.
1: Yeah, because it was important to Bungie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, like, get we we give a lot of crap to Jim Ryan and, and his cats, and for sure. But like, you're now seeing Microsoft behind closed doors. Rumor has it, uh, via Giant Bomb, they're not done, and their plan isn't to buy developers; it's to buy publishers, and. Now they're going to try to go after, from rumor has it, Japanese publishers. And it feels like the version of Xbox competing, and I know this is going to sound fanboyish, but it is what it is, I guess, is, hey, we can make a better product than you. So we're just going to buy all the partners around you. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's just how it, how it feels. Again, it's a trillion dollar company. Playing it's, around it, with, it's,
1: it's like the it, corporations buying out all the mom and po- Pop shops exactly until there's one left, and then they can't keep up. And then eventually, Microsoft is going to just gobble it up, and they'll be the only spot in town.
0: Like, Microsoft is right about to say, turn off the faucet on gamers in the next three to five years, of course. But with this Activision deal, turn off. The faucet for PlayStation, where Activision's biggest client is PlayStation, with almost a fourth of all revenue generated from Activision comes from PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's kind of this them strong arming. And so that's where I I come in kind of going, Ah, this is such a this is such a bummer. Because I fell in love with PlayStation because they crafted experiences I could never get. And now I feel like I am I, I Force is an awful word to use, but I'm PlayStation bought my dollar. They didn't earn it, so to speak. So for me, that's, that's where I feel about this. I, I just hate the fact that we're cheering on mindless corporations for buying things because at this very point in time, it's a good deal until it won't mm-hmm. be because mm-hmm. it won't be one day. Yeah. Just like with the Yankees, right? The Yankees used to be the shit. I don't know where they are right now. In the I ALS
1: mean, or ALS. Whoa, oh, ALS is a very debilitating disease. Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
1: Uh, you know they're they're I mean. still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: you know, to me, it's just like this irks me, and I don't like the consolidation. Mm-hmm. I do like PlayStation's moves so far of buying developers, partnering with XDev, finding talent outside of just Japan, North America, and Europe, and that's what we've seen PlayStation do so far. Like, I like all that. This is just, this is irking me. Again, I'm not going to sit here and argue, but if you're a Microsoft gamer, here you go, guys. Here's, Here's the bone. Man, Microsoft coming in for the steal, right? Like, they are, you must be, out of your mind, like thrilled with seeing how Microsoft has been able to provide for you. And that's great as someone outside that ecosystem though, I don't feel great. And again, it's not about a team winning or B team losing. It just comes down to like, we're even seeing X Microsoft guys going, yeah. Game pass is great right now, but is it going to be great five years from now? Who knows? I'm just so
1: scared of
0: That's it. And again, I know we're going to I know people are going to yell at us in the comments. But like we're sure. even seeing people like from Devolver Digital going, yeah, the the one saving grace because, you know, Hollywood's suffering from streaming services right now. It's like your your movies either an MCU movie or it goes straight to streaming. There's no there's no middle ground for like indie Indie ideas to, to, to poke through and Spotify right now with their algorithm, it's hard for creators to actually get that spotlight and get paid correctly. And, you know, I was listening to an awesome interview with the devolver digital. CEO uh, one of the founders, not CEO going, yeah, what's awesome right now is that you have people in Xbox that get it and that are passionate and that love games but the the fear is and maybe it's an irrational one, is when you get a Jim Ryan in there, how does that change? Mm. When you get the Bean Counter in the room, when you get a Dom Matrick, because you will get a Dom Matrick again, how will that change? I don't know. Sorry, Kyle, I cut you off.
1: Yeah, I was I was just waiting. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just very scared. Of uh the Wally scenario becoming real life where everything's just by and large. Yeah. And it's just one brand of everything everywhere.
0: And we're cheering it. It's
1: very strange. <sighs> I don't like it. Again, like and I And to want- be clear, I don't like PlayStation buying all this stuff either. Yeah. I like having options. <laughs> it's great. But if it comes down to it, and if if I if they buy Square Enix, just let's just say. Sure. And and that is the only way I'm going to be able to play Final Fantasy on PlayStation. I'm going to be happy because PlayStation is my preferred platform. Yeah, it, it's like a double-edged sword type of situation. It hurts me in the long run, but it is a necessary evil, I guess, in this money greedy grubbing thing, thing that's going on right now. Yeah,
0: and you know, for and again, it goes both ways as well. Like PlayStation does it, but much smaller aptitudes like of that of like final fantasy remake right yeah. but i would argue when you think of final fantasy where are you thinking it PlayStation. playstation yeah so again there are instances where like yeah playstation will buy like a quest for the next harry potter game and you're like that's stupid it's dumb and i hate it so like think about it like through my perspective of like i just hate when there's content cut from games now whole games are being cut why mm. yeah You'll guess it. But here's the thing, Kyle.
1: Before... Can't wait for Marvel to buy Batman. That'd be wild, right? <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs>
0: That'd be crazy. That'd be awful. But here's the thing, Kyle. How does... Let's just say this new reality is a thing, right? We know the Activision deal is happening. Again, yeah. good for you, uh, Xbox guys. Great. Yeah. Microsoft is fighting for you guys. Awesome. Um, And let's just say they go out there and they buy, I don't know, a Sega. How? How does playstation react when they see that their major competition is just buying publishers and things that were once a safe bet of like hey you're our partner you're not going anywhere now aren't Mm -hmm. what what does playstation do
1: i i would really hope that it's not a knee-jerk reaction and Mm -hmm. then they're like all right we have to buy something now i would hope not but I can very easily see that being the case, where like, if you're not, if you're not making moves, you're standing still, kind of thing. Yeah. So like, they obviously are gonna have to retaliate in some way, but in what way? And what? I don't know. Way. And it and it sucks just thinking about it because, obviously, after the news of Ubisoft getting uh, what ten cent right, yeah, uh, invested more into them, they're not getting bought out. All eyes are on the Japanese publishers. That mm-hmm. is like, that's like the dollar store of acquisitions right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not in terms of quality. It's right. just like that's where everyone's going to find a deal. Yeah, and if if Xbox buys Sega, then what is PlayStation going to do? Look at Capcom. Look at Bandai Namco, Square Enix. Like, yeah, those are the three ginormous ones, and that is a. Oh, we tech- thats a slippery, dangerous slope to go down because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen then. It
0: it it is concerning. I think for me, the one strength that PlayStation has over all of it is XDev, and I think mm-hmm. XDev has proven their way in in IP that are beloved. Whether it's a Neo out of koei and Team Ninja, whether it is like um uh, a Bloodborne, like these, or I mean, look at House Mark, look at Blue Point, right? There are developers that come out of those XDev deals, PlayStation First Party Studios. So I'd much rather see XDev expand saying, hey, we're going to work with creative talent out of places that you don't necessarily see. And we see a rising surge of like in South Africa or India, um, you know, and, and and tell interesting stories that haven't been told yet. That's where I'd like to see PlayStation maneuver. I sure. don't think that they necessarily have to answer with, "Well, we're buying a Final Fantasy. But I do think that that is a knee-jerk of like, okay, so ooh, things are getting hairy for RPGs, so we have to pick up something.
1: It's an eye for an eye kind of thing. It's not even that. It's just
0: securing partnerships. Sure. And I feel like the only person, or the only true... People that are going to get hurt by this deal are probably people like Nintendo, or not mm. people, but you know, companies like Nintendo that mm-hmm. deal a lot with your, you know, with your Segas and your, um, your, Square your Enix. Square Enixes. And so, to me, that's where I'd like to see PlayStation focus again, focus on X Dev. But I do think there's going to be a way where Sony is going to, in at least at in the small term, invest. Like we saw them acquire a stake of from software going okay now that we have this partnership it's going to be way harder for someone to gobble you up Mm -hmm. in the in the in the the short term i think that's a solution for the long term it's how do we secure the ip that we we know we now need like your final fantasies and i think those come in with heavy heavy investments or it comes in with acquisitions sure yeah and that kind of sucks yeah. That being said, though Kyle, that was a whole lot of doom and gloom. That yeah. might as well, we're Sony ponies now, worst people I've ever met. Uh, it's time <laughs> though to get a little hopeful, oh a little optimistic for oh. not just the future of games, but I think well, you would agree the most important part of games, and that's
1: yeah. indie
0: developers. So take that's it away, Kyle. That's
1: right. James The Bachelor over at GamesIndustry.biz writes, Shuhei Yoshida on PlayStation's ongoing mission to transform how it works with indies. It's been just over two years since Sony launched its PlayStation Indies initiative to better highlight independent developers making games for its consoles. And coming up on three years since long-serving exec Shuhei Yoshida took the reins of this project. Yoshida emphasized that the initiative was already in its planning stages when he joined the group. Born out of a desire to make PlayStation the best place to develop, find, and play great indie games. Quote, In the early PS4 days, PlayStation was known to be promoting lots of indie developers and indie games, Yoshida explained. During 2018 and 2019, the company was focusing a little bit more on the AAA side, and Sony Interactive Entertainment president and CEO Jim Ryan wanted to change that. End quote. In mid-2019, Ryan asked Michael Patterson then vice president of the global third-party relations team to come up with a way to quote reinvigorate efforts to help indie publishers and developers end quote with Yoshida brought on board to help with those efforts around the same time Sony also recruited former double fine exec Greg Rice adding his indie publishing experience to the team. Thanks in part to a written recommendation from Yoshida in January, 2020 Yoshida then presented the group's plan to Sony management detailing what his team thought the platform holder needed to do to better support indies and what resources it would need to do. So a key priority, at least in Yoshida's mind was finding more ways to promote the indie games coming to PlayStation quote. There are so many indie games being created and published. So one thing I thought we should be doing as a company is to look at all the games incoming to PlayStation, curate the best ones and showcase that to the consumers so that they know what games they should be looking at, like a recommendation kind of the top cream of indie games on PlayStation, end quote, he said. But at the same time, there are hundreds of games published every year, so we have to improve the systems and support that we are providing to these hundreds or thousands of developers, because we cannot have a person communicating and helping each one of them. There are so many, so we have to improve the system, tools, and support for them to really make it easier, end quote.
0: Kyle, 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 and you see that. Right, like the loan program that they have for the developer kits. Um, Mm -hmm. you're seeing that in terms of like them going to indie developers, going, What are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? Where can we improve?
1: There, and yeah, there's those days on Twitter where like, Hey, in the next hour, every 15 minutes, we're gonna showcase a new indie. Where like, I'd rather have like a, a more indie focused state of play, but it's at least a great start. And Joe and I butt heads on this all the time. But the PlayStation Indies category on the store is a really great collection of the Indies is what Shuhei was, was, was talking about. It, and I think most people don't know that that is there for them. So they need to do a little bit better job of communicating that. But yeah. I love that this is such an important issue that they're trying to fix. Because being at PAX East, talking to developers for years now, covering the show. That's all we 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 hear is that PlayStation's really hard to work with on the indie side. Something mm-hmm. changed around that time that they were talking about 2018, 2019, and it's been really hard to get their eyes on their games and then get the tools needed and getting uh a feedback or hearing back from people at PlayStation. So the the steps are in the right direction, yeah. and it's only going to benefit PlayStation. Sure
0: i and i think the the one cool thing like they're doing little nifty things like hey the way that we're going to ha- to send out codes to developers cuz one thing y'all don't know on the pr side marketing side and game you know game creator side is playstation codes genuinely come out last because for some reason they are just so difficult to generate or to get requests to generate more keys for creators um and that's going to get a whole lot easier. So it does seem like PlayStation really is taking the criticisms that they've gotten or insight that they've gotten from their partners and are doing a better job at it. And it's awesome to see or, 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 or actually implementing those changes. And I think you, they see the success out of really Nintendo, where like indies really carry that machine so well and mm-hmm. go, yeah, why can why can't we have and share that same success over on PlayStation? Like, you know, we talk a whole lot about how the PlayStation 4, the beginning of that generation, was carried by indies. Well, why why can't they always carry them? Yeah. And so I think what we're going to see in the near future is, again, this is where actual competition, like not just buying out partners, comes in where they're looking at where their competition does things better and they're improving on it. And I so I really love what I've been seeing from PlayStation as of late as we're covering this and them taking more insightful steps to fix their processes
1: makes me makes me genuinely optimistic.
0: uh, I mean, just think of the last
1: few months of PlayStation. Yeah. Like, what are the big things that came to PlayStation other than Last of Us? Stray. Yep. Yeah, Inscription. Yep tunic which came out yesterday as of recording that's right all a toem on ps plus cult of the
0: lamb which is like the lamb
1: uh, right there that's six among uh, uh, many others that i haven't played but like what i think of my gaming on playstation the last few months it's being spent playing a lot of really good indie
0: games yeah and i think you know, when we talk about spotlighting indies, it's what kind of Shuhei also like said when it comes to like, we believe in a premium, you know, day one, you know, game and supporting games at their tail end, uh, where, where we talked about uh, about it a little bit last week, but I'll mm-hmm. expand here. And them openly admitting, but we're experimenting. Like seeing Stray come out day and date uh, for PlayStation Plus uh, extra members and up. That that's something. Seeing Rollerdrome and having its one hour and thirty-eight minute demo that people can try out and see if they yeah. like it. Like those ways, and a small um
1: indies. a small discount if you pre-ordered it, yeah. I think, as a PS plus member. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I, I I really do they're not just talking about changes, you are seeing them and seeing them be more experimental. And I think that's really yeah. exciting. Absolutely. All right, Kyle. Now it's time to talk about
1: The thing that won't die. (laughs) The thing that won't die. No matter how many times we shoot it, it won't die. Mac Ashworth over at PS Lifestyle writes, E3 2023 dates confirmed. Event returns under new management. Following the cancellation of this year's event, E3's future was uncertain. Shows like Summer Game Fest has popped up in its place, meaning E3 didn't hold the monopoly on video game reveals that it once did. Despite that, next year's show is confirmed. Here are the E3 2023 dates to add to your calendars. E3 2023 will take place through June 13th through 16th. June 13th through 15th will be quote-unquote business days and focus on industry pros, while June 15th and 16th will be gamer days and be open to the general public. Business days will welcome developers, publishers, distributors, and the gaming media to conduct their work. Pros will no doubt be very happy to hear this as dodging the public can add additional strain to an already stressful working environment. Gamer days will be enhanced by quote unquote spectacular booths and a Dedicated theater offering deep dive looks at highly anticipated titles. While the 4 days of E3 will officially begin on June 13th, partner digital events and showcases will precede the show starting on June 11th. It had already been announced that ReedPop, best known for as the company behind PAX and Comic-Con, would be taking over. Back in July, it announced that next year's E3 would be a week of a titanic AAA reveals and earth-shaking world premieres
0: honestly if there's anybody that can bring back e3 that's not jeff Keighley. it's probably read pop now that's you you
1: say that i don't know fair. if you're if you're keeping up with it i know no, very briefly uh they just opened up the queues for um panels and whatnot for new york comic-con which is happening next week if you're yeah. at new york comic-con i'll be there on friday come hang out with me um There's a whole mix up with the online reservation. thing. They they had to shut it down. They're still I don't think it's still fixed. Oh, boy. So like there's still an issue. (laughs) Sure. But they do run. It's better. It's better than whatever uh, had E3 (laughs) to begin with.
0: Fair enough. Okay. well, clear wings writes in. Hey, Joe and Kyle. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing fantastic, except for this bum toe. Their question relates with E3. With the state of video game announcements and award ceremonies being what they are, do you feel like E3 can justify it, its existence? Or do you feel like this is the one last hurrah? Thank you to you both. Kyle, what do you feel about the state of video game announcements? The state of plays, the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Whatever the hell Xbox does, you know?
1: Is it weird that I missed the days when it was just E3 time? Because so we- honestly, I... I- Yeah, I love every once in a while getting a State of Play or a Nintendo Direct. Like, it's fun, it's exciting. But I do miss those days where I could just take off the three days of work and just like consume all the trailers and the shows and the showcases, whatever, and be satiated until I play the games that I saw. Like, I now it's just like. The constant worry of like am i going to miss the next showcase because i'm working or yeah when is it happening there's so much up in the air i think with with it being at e3 i knew that i was going to get a playstation showcase at e3 on this date i I don't have to worry about if there is one if there isn't one like i knew i'd be good for an hour hour 15 minutes of like really cool stuff to see
0: there is a beauty of not having PlayStation quote unquote insiders going the next PlayStation showcase is this exactly. date. It's just like you knew it was happening. And yeah, there yeah. I think, you know, for many of us we're not there in person, but it's more communal. Like, you know, your friends are gathering around, whether it's a discord phone call or phone yeah. call. Jesus, I'm 48 years old, uh, whether it's a discord call or, you know, in your, in your living room,
1: I mean, go into the theater for a PlayStation experience for E3 that they would, I would go to New York city for a couple of years and be in an actual movie theater, watching the showcase live yeah. with PlayStation fans. That was incredible.
0: It's, it's a special experience where yeah. it's, now it is a bit more sterile. It is, like, on to the next thing, and on to the next thing, and on to the next thing. And trust me, like, the last day of play was fantastic. Yeah, I always love it
1: when we get it, but it's just, I miss the old days a little bit.
0: Exactly. It's like the knowing, (laughs) this is the date. This is the time. Yeah. This week right here is where I could take off. Like, yeah, you don't get that. Now it's just like, how do I fake sick for (laughs) things? Three days yeah, from now, exactly. How know? can I
1: leave work early so yeah. I can catch it live? So I don't get anything spoiled on Twitter for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So M9 Prime rights in regards to E3 coming back. Do you think it's a little? It's too little, too late. It was already in the decline in the past and. As a regular viewer, I prefer the state of plays and showcases. I know for the industry, it's good to get together in one place, but as a consumer who's always watching from home, it was always a bit of a mess. The fact that almost everyone was working from home for a bit, I'm sure has changed the way the industry does business. Besides so Sony wasn't even at the last few E3 events. I doubt they will be returning. It's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't Sony think they're returning back. either. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah. so it, the one thing is like, this is a broke, uh, a bold proclamation, but who's coming back? Who's actually coming back? Who's actually showing up? Is it Nintendo? Is it Xbox? Is it Ubisoft? Like, who's actually coming back to showcase stuff?
1: Yeah, probably Xbox and a lot of third-party. Uh, or or a whole lot of indies. Yeah, and Nintendo will always have a presence, I feel
0: like. but Yeah, I mean, may, maybe, but do they see their directs as being enough? And even that, like, you're seeing developers going, man, it's so much better not having to rush out a, a vertical slice of a game that we still are in development of, like, two years out, you know, that type of stuff. Like, yeah, that... <laughs> Is it too little too late? No, M9. I actually think E3, I think E3 can come back. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of us, the whole working from home situation was great in the start and still great for so many folks. But there is a genuine, I miss being at a convention. I miss being at a convention. Mm-hmm. I miss you know being at um, uh, New York Comic Con, right? But, you know, I think for E3, they do have to justify their existence with actual strong partners. So I think this proclamation would have been a bit bolder if and we already have Xbox, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Square
1: Enix. Yeah, a rundown corner. of who's gonna be there kind of thing.
0: So without that rundown, I
1: generally don't don't know. I, I will say though, mm-hmm. I do like how they they have dedicated business days. Sure. And, and, and gamer days. Gamer for like, days. Because that, that is the thing of when E3, before the pandemic, yeah. where that's all we heard from industry people, where like it was really hard for them to cover their games because the public was getting in, and it just... It was a, a mess, right? Yeah. So I do like having a dedicated two days just for the public to get in and see the cool things. Mm-hmm. But like to have the... You know, just for a dedicated theater offering the deep dive looks. If I'm going there as a public person and not as gaming media or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting in a theater to look at a deep dive. I can do that at home. True. I'm going to stand in line to play the games.
0: Also, if I'm if I'm thinking back to when it comes to the live events, like, look, Cyberpunk is what it is at, or was what it was at launch. But, like, man, to see Keanu on stage going, you're breathtaking. Yeah those moments are missed those fun memories and the crowds. Cause who, Oh yeah. I mean like the only time, like after a state of play, the only people like that you, you have to gauge are the Twitter sphere. How yeah. did y'all
1: like it? Or go watch your favorite people live react, which yeah. is what I do immediately. After we do hours. I will watch easy allies. Kind of funny. Sure. A- anybody that, that pops up, I'll watch it. Like no, that. No. That's why I say like the, I know not you. Uh, That's why like that. The greatest showcase of all time, the PlayStation 2016 one, I feel like mm-hmm. was so cool because it had the audience yeah. and then it had that cool four camera setup. So you saw the developer playing the game, like Corey playing yeah. God of War live, and you could see him doing the sticks and the live orchestra. It was an event. Yeah. Like I felt bad because I wasn't there in that room. True. True. Yeah. They needed, they need to capture that magic of like, you have to be here kind of thing.
0: And I think there's also like a power to like, you know, to those events with like, you know, the Apple events, right? Like Steve Jobs gets up there with his turtleneck sweater and his blue jeans and everybody's clapping about a phone with a screen on it. Like uh-huh. those moments are special. And I think that is missed with state of play. So as much as like state of plays and PlayStation Showcase are, are more more convenient, especially for us. Yeah, I would say that I don't think this is the last chance for E3. I as long as they have a strong partnership, they can they can rebuild them. They have the technology. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Kyle, it's time for the next story on the on the list. Uh, take it away,
1: Cameron. Coach over at Gamespot writes: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven crosses twenty million copies sold as it rides Edge Runner's wave. Cyberpunk 2077 has crossed 20 million units sold. Mm -hmm. Developer CD Projekt Red has announced thanking players for their support in a tweet. The new sales figure, up from 18 million copies sold as of the end of April 2022, comes amidst a major Cyberpunk 2077 resurgence in the wake of the game's latest Edge Runners update. Itself a tie-in with the recently released Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime on Netflix. Cyberpunk 2077's player numbers, at least on Steam, have skyrocketed following the release of the Edgerunners anime and update. According to Steam charts, the number of Cyberpunk 2077 players has increased more than 200% in recent weeks, going from an average of around 10,000 players a month ago to over close to 40,000 in the last 30 days. It's currently one of the most played games on Steam, with more than 86,000 concurrent players at the time of writing, the seventh most played game on the platform holy crap what we talked about earlier how you know
0: taking your ip from one platform and putting it on another and if that is a success for you or if that show is a success yeah a piece of media is a success how that just trickles into your other bits of media i and- can't
1: wait to see the last of us sales after the show Ex- that's exactly
0: what i was mm-hmm. thinking and this is exactly what the g mac 99 wrote in with they're right hi gentlemen hello hello uh the last of us trailer reveals that hbo has the next oh come on we're come on we're doing so good <laughs> enough let him let die guys. we're doing
1: perfect now no fuck. Care.
0: the next banger of a show i'm so ready to be her and, hate Abby, all over again. Do you think the show will give the remake uh, game a Cyberpunk 2077 level player boost? And will people be cool with buying it now that it is $70? <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're both having a great week. And I thank you for making mine better with your Platinum Tier content. Cheers, hey. boys. Greg, a.k.a. The GMAC 99.
1: Um oh also real quick something I didn't mention earlier when we talked about the Last of Us trailer. Mm-hmm. The pictures of like Bella with her Last of Us day gear. Oh my god. She was wearing a hat that said Last of Us season 1. Just saying. Exactly. Just saying. Listen, if, if you know, if we get part 2 in a show, oh my god. <laughs> can't wait to see that reaction. Oh boy.
0: Um Kyle yeah, you know it's it's kind of like my brother seeing it for the fr- yep. seeing that trailer and go, yeah,
1: "Yo, what's that game?" game? Mm-hmm.
0: Again, this is why the remake exists. You could trash and dog it all you want, but no doubt, if this if the show is, a then it's gonna be it's gonna be you know number one selling on the UK charts that we'll all pretend that we care so much about, and by the time that the show comes out, maybe hopefully shoe willing you know it it's on pc and we get to see the concurrent player list yeah and i do think that if the show is a success you will see a big boost to the last of us Mm -hmm. if and last of us part one and part two and what i'll say right here right now is if it's not it's gonna be like a halo (laughs) where like Mm -hmm. we never talked about oh my god the concurrent players for halo off the charts because of that show <laughs> nope 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 so kyle what do, what do you think
1: oh yeah no i i think i think last of Us is go, definitely going to get a boost i think it's cool that cyberpunk is getting a boost as well mm. it is i mean that update trailer i think we said when we when we talked about it on the show gave me that itch to jump back in yeah and restart it i, I do eventually want to experience that story because i think the whole idea is super cool yeah and yeah. i want to play it so uh, i if if that can do it for cyberpunk, then that is going to do it for last of us or somebody else.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like when it comes to like the, the cyberpunk, um, you know, Kind of, it feels like almost like a relaunch, not just a resurgence. Where I'm seeing people like our good friend of me, uh, Luke lore of the show, he's addicted to it now. He's like, man, I tried to play this game at launch; it was a broken mess. Now I'm able to play it, and it works fine. Yeah. This is this is now a fantastic game and a fantastic experience. And again, like seeing Edge Runner's success, and now like you know, I bet Cyberpunk wanted to be at 20 million months ago or really oh
1: yeah
0: you know at, at launch. launch yeah but seeing where they are now i feel like there's a hope for a sequel because i saw a lot of people going yeah after this dlc this is probably going to be it for cyberpunk and that's sad and now mm. seeing edge runners just breathe new life into this game um the possibilities are very much that it could get a sequel for sure So Mm -hmm. congratulations, uh, CD project for the 20 million units cross. And it seems like it'll be enjoying a really long lifespan. It just goes to show if you got something, if, if you got something that can transcend who it's special, it's going to be special. Mm -hmm. All right, Kyle, let's talk about the next story on the list. Good sir.
1: Jenny Zhang over at GameSpot writes, PlayStation's new loyalty program rolls out October 5th for North America. PlayStation Stars is a new loyalty program that anybody with a PlayStation account can join, and it launches quite soon. does not require a PlayStation Plus membership and will first debut in Asia on September 29th, North and South America on October 5th, and Europe and Australia on October 13th. PlayStation Stars works by rewarding players who complete campaigns and activities like a monthly check-in campaign, essentially just playing any game or earning specific trophies. For example, one of the PlayStation playstation stars first campaigns is called play slash 1994 a feature that asks players to launch the correct game when an audio cue is played Mm. rewards include loyalty points and digital collectibles that are notably not nfts they make it very (laughs) clear that's me loyalty points can be exchanged for psn wallet funds or select playstation store products Digital collectibles are figurines from franchises, items from Sony's history, and more, which can be displayed in the PlayStation app. They can't be sold, traded, and do not use any blockchain technology. This is me again. Clearly not NFTs. Don't worry, everybody. (laughs) There are four status levels in PlayStation Stars, determined by the number of non-common trophies you obtain and the number of full-game purchases in the PlayStation Store. The higher the status level, the more rewards and benefits you get. As for those who do who do have PlayStation Plus memberships, subscription payments do count towards loyalty points. Okay.
0: So real talk. I, I went to the PlayStation.blog blog site, you know, where, where they they're like, it's beginning to roll out. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they specifically say they are not one of the kind, <laughs> nor does it leverage blockchain technology. But I'd be goddamned if that wasn't the idea.
1: Oh, when, and then they got back they saw other people get backlash They're yeah. like, oh we oh, we can't touch this. No, we gotta change we gotta switch gears. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Remove the blocks and all the chains. Let's just put this it's like, listen, we, we we made these things, might as well use them some way as an incentive somehow. But I I genuinely don't see these digital collectibles lasting uh-huh. very long. But this is cool because I mean, I shop on digital all the time, and now being rewarded for it with the points where I can spend on, like, gift cards or whatever have you, that's that's what I'm most interested in. You know, every time I was at GameStop when I bought physical, I didn't Mm -hmm. care about, Kyle, like... Oh, you know, uh, that, that trip to Jamaica, I could win. <laughs>
1: remember that? Sure. Like, they fly out there. I remember, there. yeah, 500 points, you get a, a raffle ticket. Exactly. Or something a, like that, Here's yeah. a
0: Call of Duty Jeep with a skull.
1: <laughs> 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 I remember those, yeah. yeah.
0: And then they film you awkwardly getting, you're like, whoa, this is pretty... pretty-
1: you really you really win if you're at GameStop I, I specifically remember one where you could win a trip to I think Montreal for like the the thief launch oh man to like go to the studios when the the new yeah. thief came out I was like whoa that'd be kind of cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to me I would always just go for like yeah just give me the certificate just give me the. yeah
1: Yeah, don't get. I don't need a. Somebody did. I by the way, non sequitur. Yeah. GameStop. I went on my account to to order the God of War controller. Which thank you everyone who sent uh, the Mm -hmm. links our way, just letting us know. Uh, And I noticed I I used to have like twenty thousand points. Oh yeah. Somebody used my points for an extra digital currency. Definitely not me. So I don't know. I gotta call GameStop. Like, hey, who took my points? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We really right, need them now. When he was on the board briefly, <laughs> is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, about this PlayStation Stars thing. Yeah. So there's always like a, a a little bit of of rottenness to it, or a little bit of of bad uh, taste left sure. in my mouth. So they're talking about like the status levels, right? The higher level is the more perks and benefits you can get Mm -hmm. here. Here's a paragraph about how long will I get to stay at my status level? So like, how does the leveling up work? Mm -hmm. Once you reach a status level, you will stay there for the remainder of the calendar year, plus an additional 13 months. For example, if you earn status level two in October, your level two status would remain valid through that calendar year and continue for the next 13 months from january 1st of the next year through january 31st of the following year so mm-hmm. you are not going to level up very quickly yeah. it's going to be like two years almost until you have to level up again and get more benefits that's a little i can't wait till like there's people that are level <laughs> level seven and gatekeeping level twos you know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight up the hunger games districts <laughs> district seven i
0: forgot my mortgage i just bought so much places stuff. it's like whatever like if you, hey, if you... look, at,
1: look at my PlayStation app. Look at all these digital collectibles I got. Look, look, I got the Buster Sword next to the Blades of Chaos. Exactly. And there's an ape in a cage just... there right next to it. <laughs> actual ape,
0: by the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just put a little I, alert he,
0: thing on his head. And here. he's not bored.
1: Mm-mm. It is an actual ape that's ready to go. <laughs> I don't feed it. <laughs> God, imagine if it was a Tamagotchi. I'd be all in. Oh, all
0: in. But yeah, no, that. That seems ridiculous. Again, I'm just in there for my certificates. Uh, yeah. That said, Kyle, listen, it's time for some flash news. Gotta run. Gotta go fast. This is the flash news. Oh, oh, God. Hey, Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> this comes from the BBC. Uh, sorry, this comes from Digital Trends. BBC and London uh, police Twitter account has confirmed the arrest took place in Oxfordshire. Earlier on Saturday, the official statement only says that this 17-year-old individual was arrested on suspicion of hacking as part of an investigation supported by the NCA, UK's National Cyber Crime Unit. Holy shit, that sounds cool. Do a lot of order, but just on that. <laughs> uh, the, but the journalist Matthew Keys reports that this person who leaked the Grand Theft Auto 6 after, ha- after they hacked Rockstar Games and possibly hacked uber as well so a 17 year old kid hacked rockstar
1: and uber and that that's the part like i'm happy he got caught sure because he needs to learn the consequences yeah and it just sucks that this was a kid Uh and this is the type of culture and clout chasing is this is like legit what happens because of what social media does to young kids hmm I wanna be cool, so let me hack GTA six and show it off to the world or whatever. Yeah, like,
0: no, I don't feel bad. When people are like, oh, I feel bad He's a kid, it's like, nah, throw the book at him. He broke a law. Yeah, you know. No,
1: I I'm with you. Listen, you, you mess up. You gotta learn yeah. from your consequences and deal with them. You gonna learn today. It just sucks that he's you know, 17-year-old. His whole life is ahead of him. And he he not anymore. Ru- he ruined it for GTA six. Yeah. Uh, not not a great decision there, champ. Nope. <laughs>
0: I'm, just, I'm picturing it. his father just like walking in the room, like, man, you really blew this one, champ. <laughs> no, I, like I don't feel bad. You you listen, I don't care you're you're 17 18 19 20 like who cares how long your life was supposed to be you knew exactly what the stakes were going to be absolutely and you still decided to break the law i could understand like if this was like a nine-year-old who accidentally pressed like control alt delete but like (laughs) come on you you knew exactly and you're right like
1: like the kid who bought ten thousand dollars of of apps on his dad's apple iphone account perfect analogy like
0: yeah, that's that's a kid that does not understand because they are literally like seven. This kid knew exactly what he was doing at at this stage. You, you know, and yeah, throw the book at him. I I really don't care because they made hundreds of developers' lives hell for what? Not even now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, maybe you should start hitting kids again. I don't know, but here we Whoa! go. Whoa.
1: and
0: bones. Listen, I'm just saying. My dad took out the belt. I. Problem was solved. I just lived in constant fear, and yeah, whatever. Skull bones <laughs> delayed for the fifth Feel like time. Kind of
1: let you left you out to dry on that one.
0: Yeah, I was like, well, this is a part I could edit out, or it could double down. No, no, it's gotta stay in now. Maybe we should even just let teachers back, You're like just the paddle again. You remember the paddle?
1: I know. Oh what my kind God. of schools did you go to? Like
0: back in like the 50s or 60s. Like oh,
1: yeah. I thought you meant... they just had a paddle. In your school. And they, yeah, and rulers. It, they would and you act up, up, you give them a whack. Oh, my God. I thought you, for a second you went to a school yeah. where paddles are still used. I would send my kid there. And, and they would send you to the corner and put a dunce cap on. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of dunce, it's just being a dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Saying there's no... <laughs> I'm stri- I'm like I'm like Principal Strickland, you know, back to the future.
1: Oh man. You're
0: slacker. You'll always be a slacker to like a group of 7-year-old like third graders or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I really great that I decided to double down. All right. Skull and bones delayed for a fifth time. This comes from be- Rebecca Valentine over at IGN. Hey, congratulations on getting engaged. Hey, congrats. You see how that transition went? Uh, in a press release today, Ubisoft has given a new release date, uh, March 9th, allowing Skeleton and Bones to sneak in just ahead of its end of the, their financial year. The publisher explained that in the release, sorry, in the release that while the game is in development and is fully finished at this stage, the extra four months will be used to fur- further polish and balance the experience following technical tests and insider program feedback from our prior closed betas. All right. So Dewan writes in, might be too late, but just broke. Ubisoft has pushed skull and bones again. This time, to March 2023, in pursuit of a pirate game as a service, have they, excuse the pun, oh, no, you knew exactly
1: what you're doing, missed the boat? (laughs) I'll say this. Can I say this? Please do, because I just had a wild 40 seconds here off camera. My mic muted. Oh, boy. (laughs) Video of users. I'll explain what happened in a second. All right. Um, you know, I, I like what our
0: friend Sean Capri, who will be the eventual loser of our fantasy Critic league, said um, along the lines of like, can we stop giving crap to games that are like, like, can we stop with the titles of delayed again? Womp, womp, womp. Like how many times we give Halo crap for its unfinished state or, you know, the development kind of hell that it's currently in. Um, when we put out like these type of, releases or these type of statements of like here's a game being delayed for the fifth time it's like well some games need it so just kind of give them space to to do what they can for that game for that experience and make sure it is the best thing that they can instead of demonizing them or making those you know pirate puns just give them the time they need you know how many times are we going to have that miyamoto quote until we actually mean it
1: Mm. okay what was your uh what was your thing uh, my foot went into one of the cricket traps, and I couldn't get it off. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, Jiminy, a, it,
0: Jiminy this year knows I, its place.
1: I heard him maybe 30 minutes ago. Uh, I don't know if he got picked up on the mic, but um, hmm. at this point, like, not to contradict what you just said. Sure. It's pretty ridiculous okay. Uh, how many delays this has had, like. It development began in 2013. Sure. Announced it was coming out in 2018. And sure. then every year since it got delayed to the following year, we're, we're going to be at a decade of this game being in development by the time it comes out.
0: I mean, it's true. And I saw some people, many, a like, lot.
1: some folks go out there, out there saying, how can this game actually be profitable at this point?
0: That's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's probably why it's, it, it's being pushed near the, the end of its financial year, just to, get it out at this point and they have so many grants via i believe the 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 government of singapore has given them to make this game and that's why it has to come out so i don't know if they're losing money but i'm still i'm still optimistic i love uh the pirate era um you know i was in my era last week now i'm in my pirate era you know what i mean (laughs) yark (laughs) twitter's an odd place so like i I, I I love it. So I want to see this game succeed. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm rooting for the best here. All right, Kyle. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. EA? Oh, no. Okay. EA what? and Koei Tecmo premiere Wild Hearts trailer. This comes from Andy Robinson over at VGC. They write, the game's debut trailer was published on Wednesday alongside the first details and confirmed release date for february 17th 2023 oh for playstation 5 xbox series and PC. kyle real talk Yeah. right off the bat next gen only goodbye playstation 4 and, and xbox one this is it awesome is it. wild hearts is set in the fantasy feudal japan where players battle against uh Nature infused beasts called kimoto, with the help of the kunari, sophisticated mechanisms crafted from lost ancient technology. In the game, players journey through the land of Azuma, either th- as a lone wolf or pack, uh, pack hunt with up to two friends in co-op with cross-play supported across all platforms. Quote, Wild Hearts opens up a vibrant fantasy world where players, uh, where players as untamed as it is beautiful said yukushi hirashi executive vice president of koei tecmo games uh, with wild hearts not only not only did we want to showcase the evolution infusion and real threat caused by the kimono but we also wanted to create a game where crafting was one of the core experience redefining what could be possible in a beast hunting game and eavp Stuart Lang added, EA Originals is a label for those who dare to explore. It's home for studio partners like Omega Force, forging new ways to play from bold creative visions, and for players who love to discover untold stories and unseen worlds. That was my voice added. We're excited to follow the wonderful, critically acclaimed It Takes Two from Hazelight Studios with Ingenious Mechanism's giant Nature-infused beasts and epic battles of wild hearts—the first AAA hunting experience for a new generation. Oh man, that's a whole lot of PR speak. I think I should have deleted a <laughs> paragraph or two. All right, real talk. Koei Tecmo, EA uh-huh. partnering on a game, and I gotta be honest. You no, know, a lot of people like this looks like Suikoden, or, or, or no, not Suikoden. Sorry. No. What's the what's Monster a, what's Hunter? Monster Hunter. And there's another one. I always confuse it with Suikoden whatever
1: it looks like <laughs> it's so like an old school RPG I know I no it <sighs> dynasty warriors
0: no not dynasty
1: warriors there's a, that's the team that does it
0: whatever you, you people will yell at me in the comments it All looks right. like a monster hunter-esque experience and so it's with a silent T but I really dig what Koei Tecmo usually does so I'm pretty down for this game everything looks great I want to know what, what what you thought on this <sighs>
1: uh so uh full disclosure i have not watched the trailer mm-hmm. uh oh, how but dare you! i heard it was a monster hunter thing and that's just not my jam oh, so. okay fair
0: enough so you didn't even need to no no I, honestly i was surprised how much i loved monster hunter worlds Sure. Yeah. So I am open to the idea of like getting a group together and seeing all the little mechanisms that you can make, like traps that you can like bring these mythical mm-hmm. animals into. Like, there's one that it's just like a giant hammer and just clubs them over the head. Thought oh, it was that's hilarious, cool. but like I was in it. Like there was one that like launches it in the air, then you're like you're you're on like a little helicopter and you do like an aerial attack with it, and you could chain that's combos, cool. like that type of stuff. Has me intrigued, so I want to give this game a shot, but. Another February game. Let's relax. Yeah. Yeah. Please pick another month for the love of God. Please. All right. Last It's bit a of short blessings. month
1: as it is. Don't put everything in it. Honestly, we don't.
0: Yeah. This one comes from Nibel. All right. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. It appears someone has leaked the Returnal PC options menu. <laughs> Guys, Returnal is coming to PC. Get it. Surprise. Another leak. This seems like the third or fourth time.
1: Yeah. Just like didn't we didn't we hear the code of like the DLC was like found in Steam or something? Yes. So like it's coming. Probably I would say when is it getting announced? Oh god.
0: Time? When is it finally getting announced so we could
1: yeah. save for realsies this time? Let's just go with the joke. It's coming out in February. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> no. I, I can see it coming to PC a year after Returnal. Oh, wait, no. Two years now, right? Return was it last year, was it?
0: Yeah, it was. It was our game of the year last year.
1: Oh, my God. 2021. Time, time is crazy right now. Isn't it an
0: enigma? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can see it coming around the same time the first one came out, yeah. but yeah. next year. All right, Kyle. Are you holding on to something?
0: Always. Prepare the drop. You're the latest steals and deals coming To the PlayStation Storefront. From the PlayStation Essentials for the month of October. Here are your monthly games. Hot Wheels Unleashed for PlayStation 5 and PS4. Injustice 2 on PS... sorry. Injustice 2 on PS4. I feel like Injustice 2 already, like... I feel like that's a repeat one. I can't help but think it. It's
1: not because I don't own it. And I'm excited about it.
0: All right. And Super Hot on PS4. Super, super, super hot. The Green Gorilla Gamer writes, I'll just ask if you guys are excited for October's PlayStation Plus games. Hot Wheels Unleashed has me excited, and I'm glad that I waited on buying that. Injustice 2, I think, is uh, slept on too much. Super Hot, I hear, is phenomenal, but I wonder if I'll ever give... uh, Sorry, if if it'll ever give the VR version, or the non-VR version, or both. Great question. I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll check in with you next week about that Green Gorilla.
1: I feel like the VR version is just an update to the base game, I feel.
0: Only one way to find out. I think. that's it. Green Gorilla, uh, congratulations on getting engaged and then announcing yeah. it on our community
1: stream. Mm-hmm. That was pretty rad. Well, I was very honored that you, you held us in such a high regard know, to tell man. us. That's nice? that amazing. I'm so excited for you, too. Yeah. And we are invited to the wedding, so that is yeah. now Yeah, except stupid. you made a ton of demands on Saturday. I don't I, want I, I don't want to be sat too close to the, to the front of the room or the back of the room. I uh, just, I don't want the spotlight to be on me. <laughs> I don't want to be part of the groom's maid. What groomsman. an
0: ego. But I do I'm walking
1: want... in thinking people are going to be there for bad bit.
0: I mean, <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, we're a pretty big deal in the UK. That has to translate over to Canada somehow. All right. And I wanted, what is it? Steak filet <sighs> mignon or else whatever me to be seated with the most attractive family member/friend slash friend of either groom's maid or 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 or, or wife to be, whatever.
1: Groom's maid. You find well, the two.
0: Whatever, you know what I mean.
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: You got to put me in the hot table, that's what I demand. And I Listen,
1: I'll sit wherever. It's fine. All
0: right, fair enough.
1: Sit cow uh, with, with this all these old great-
0: people eating their broth.
1: <laughs> sure. I'll have a great time. Uh I- I think this is a great month. Yeah. This is a really good month. Uh, Super hot. It's fantastic. I've wanted to buy and play Injustice justice to you forever. I know it's been on super cheap discount many, Mm -hmm. many, many times. Um, And hot wheels. Yeah. Give you a good, like racing game that I've heard people really, really enjoy. It is. It's really good. I I like it a whole lot. Except that I do think it has a. Don't like unlocking cars. Isn't that like a loot box kind of like random thing? Yeah. So that's I a just a little want bit DeLorean. of a bummer. Yeah, I just
0: want the Delorean. All right, that's so cool. Great month. Can't wait to see more of what the 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 middle of the month has to offer for the extra and hopefully premium members. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, PlayStation Classics. Do you remember that they were promised? Remember that? Hey, what's what's happening?
0: A whole lot of nothing. All right, Kyle. Now these are the games that we can look forward to this week. Uh, September 26th, Century Age of Ashes on PS5 and PS4. On uh, September 27th, Hoko Life on PS4. Moon Scars on PS5 yep. and PS4. Hear Good Things yep. also on Game Pass.
1: Hey. Moon, Scars, Moon Scars is a Joe game. Oh, yeah. It is me. a joe as Bloodborne, Souls-like 2D beautifully animated metroidvania type of game it's awesome you had me at bloodborne
0: trails from zero on ps4 tunic on ps5 ps4 here are our hey. thoughts on it next week watcher chronicles on ps5 and ps4 world of outlaws dirt racing on ps5 and ps4 on september 8th death let it die comes out on ps5 and ps4
1: the, the battle royale for the let it die game from not suda mm-hmm it's uh, Grasshopper. Uh, is it Suda? Grasshopper Interactive. Thank goal you. Cool beans, beans. Have at it, you weirdos.
0: All right. <laughs> September 29th. Apico. Uh, PS5, PS4. Brewmaster. Uh, this is all PS5, PS4 at this point. Brewmaster. Yeah. Despots game. Let's build a
1: zoo. Hey, Matt Damon DLC confirmed. <laughs>
0: if, if he's not an unlockable character, <laughs> I'm not buying it. Uh, and if he is, I am buying that game. Uh, Pathfinder. Wrath of the Righteous. On PS4. Post void. Uh I believe no. Never mind. I was gonna say, isn't it that other game? And I just confused two games again. Uh. Sam and Max Beyond Space and Time Remastered on PS4. Sam and Max Save the World remastered on PS4. Un Dungeon. Comes out on PS4. Valkyrie Elysium, which I'm hearing great things. That sucks, because that's on Sean's Fantasy Critic. And Work From Home. (laughs) Comes out on PS5, PS4. What is Work From Home? Probably a simulator. Uh, And on September 30th, Arrowheart, Blade Assault, Bunny Park, FIFA 23, Lemon Cake. Jesus. My Little Pony, Maritime Bay
1: Adventure, and Paw Patrol Grand Prix. Lemon Cake is not as weird as you think it is. It's just somebody... It's like a bakery sim. Okay, it's not one of those like cheap platinums that that are ruining the store. No, 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 it isn't. Right. Cool,
0: cool, 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 cool. I thought you'd fight me on that. I'm glad you didn't, Kyle. It's time for our favorite portion of the show. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. <laughs> Yee-haw! Yeehaw! That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Stingray right, oh. X writes hey guys it was fun hanging out with both of you on community day what's the origin of your psn name take care Ooh, uh, thanks well, for hanging out yeah so mr Badbit. i mean that's my persona um and it really derives from my love of all things jj abrams bad robot uh, uh productions and so bad bit is like what's a bit it's a little bit in the game so there you go yeah also uh, uh in on Xbox Live, it's Senior Badbit because Mr. Mm-hmm. was taken, but I, I now you can make duplicate names, so I have to change it back to Mr. Badbit. Did you
1: change your PlayStation name to Mr. Badbit? No,
0: so it's still what
1: Blackout something. Oh,
0: no, 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 sorry. My PSN name is Mr. Badbit.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't used to be like Blackout something, right?
0: Yes, yeah, something dumb. And it also used yeah. to be another name that I forget. I had, <laughs> I'm such an idiot, I had two PSNs. <laughs> One that has the my original like Last of Us, um, so like this one you won't see any most of my PS3 games, unfortunately, because mm. uh, it just comes down to me forgetting my my password to that one account. And yeah. same with Xbox. My Xbox. I remember when I got the Xbox One, I forgot my login, and uh, yeah, it, it was a Hotmail. Yeah. How old was it? It was a Hotmail uh. account.
1: And ask Jeeves up. exactly. Um, so I yeah, yeah. I. I, I had a similar thing. All my PS3 games you're not going to see because that was on my OG PSN name, which was Lucky Charms 7137, Yeah, uh, which I, a name I got because a girl I had a crush on in middle school, mm-hmm. like my Notre Dame hat, and she called me her Lucky Charm. So that's mm-hmm. why I named that name. Uh, Mr. K-Step is, I think, pretty self-explanatory. I was a teacher, and I felt it was better than Who Dat Ninja, which is a throwaway joke from 30 Rock. So... <laughs> And I was tired of people thinking I was from New Orleans <laughs> and a Saints fan. So yeah. uh Mr. K Snap it is or a ninja? I, I love it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Although uh uh Lord Cognito always still refuses to acknowledge Mr. K Snap. Fair. I was I like, who that ninja? Whenever I, I see him.
0: <laughs> the muffin mon writes in. Hi, Joan and Kyle. Just wondering. Hi. Hello. What is with Square Enix and the seemingly lack of substantial marketing for the most recent titles? The Diofield Chronicle and Valkyrie Elysium. Both of them releasing back to back. But apart from social media tweets, barely any coverage. Almost no content creators or reviews for Dialfield. It's a shame because I 100% I that game on Xbox. Whoa. And it is amazing. Do they simply not believe in the titles? Yes.
1: I feel like they just have too many titles at once. Too many titles at once? And they're slipping through the cracks a little bit.
0: Uh, some of them they don't have enough faith in, so they're getting them out the door. Um, and i am got to be real, through a creator's lens, their PR sucks. That's it. They Sorry, but like that's literally the hard truth. It's They don't mess with
1: anybody if they're not... If it's like, not Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest, it's... I mean,
0: A, it's not getting any love, but like... T- yeah. The... If you're a creator out there, you know the struggle. Um, the criteria in which to even get someone at so- square enix to talk to you is brutal and disheartening. <laughs> like that's that's literally just how I feel. Yeah. And I bet all of them are nice people. In fact, I've met a few and they're nice people. Um, but their their PR is it's just bad. I'll be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there you go. That's how I ruined relationships. All right. Kyle. This is is the next one comes from Katie. Katie, Just a message. uh, Sorry. Hey, guys. Just a message this week saying, I think I speak for everyone when I say uh, Saturday was a great time. We appreciate you sticking it out despite being pretty exhausted. We were. I was delirious. Uh, The games were fun. It was hilarious. It was a hilarious time. And yes, we do have dark minds as Jackbox proved. (laughs) We really do.
1: A lot of us are going to hell. I'm not sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah jesus uh you kind of should be i think you guys truly created something special with this podcast and community mm-hmm. can't wait to do it again soon yeah oh, thank you katie we're gonna do it soon yeah very soon i think because that was a, a blast we should do that monthly i think i feel all right enigma right soon and, and also just thank you guys for showing up because i really yeah. Honestly, okay. you get so nervous. You are like, is anybody going to show up?
1: A- after being postponed twice, uh, it was great for people to show up. <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly, <to> goodness. This <laughs> time, when I announce it, the date, I mean it. Yeah. So. Maybe I have a Halloween spooky stream. I don't know. Ooh. And we got to wear goofy little hats. <laughs> and Nick. Boy- <laughs> and
1: Nick boy writes, a Bad boy, goofy little hat.
0: That's right, goofy little hat. It's like a little hot dog. I put it on my head. It's like. Half hot dog, half man. You don't know. I'm going to get
1: broken. that that uh, little headband that looks like an arrow goes through my head. Oh, That's it's like, I'm gonna oh my God,
0: phone shot called. No, it's just a goofy little hat. <laughs> 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 Enigma writes, No question. Just wanted to say that the community stream was a blast. And I had a lot of fun hanging out with everybody. Looking forward to this year's award show and how it turns out. Thank you all for the hard work. Again, oh. patreon.com. Yeah. Slash PS Trophy Room, which is gonna get an overhaul soon. Oh, which is gonna get a massive overhaul. New shows like Getting Fit with Bad Bit. People play games. Our first episode with Sean Capri. I felt like it was only, it was only appropriate. We talked to people in the industry, outside the industry, and just gamers playing games. I want to know how the industry works, and I want to bring on smart people to describe it to me their day to day. What it's like to be in PR. What's it like to be a QA tester. What's it like to be a developer in general. There's so many question marks I would like to get answers to uh, mm-hmm. in respectful ways. And that's why that exists. So uh, all that and more over at patreon.com slash and all the funding now goes straight into that award show that we're making where it is going to be one of, if not the biggest uh, indie podcast events ever. That's the goal uh, I'm really excited for. So that said, M9 Prime writes, how do you decide which games you will go back to and finish if you stopped playing them midway through? Also, how likely are you to go back to these games? Is there any game you meant to go back to but never did? And how does it feel? Or sorry, and now it feels too late and the game will forever be in your back burner. Great question. Um,
1: I'm afraid to say mine.
0: I don't know. There's just some games where I'm just, I don't feel it. And I just drop it. I never have those regrets. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I really ought to go back. It's just like, eh, I feel like I should go. I'd like to go back, but mm-hmm. it's, it's never like that. Like, I know it's, it's never hanging on me that I haven't beaten this thing. You know? Sure. Or I'm not getting into said game. Like for example, cyberpunk I put down, I'm thinking I'm going to go back, but not right now, probably
1: in the holiday season or sorry, at like the Christmas season. That's what, sure. I'm back. what about you? I am so bummed and mad at myself that I haven't gone back to Horizon this sure. year. And like it makes me I'm like mad every time I think about it. And I don't know why. It's just a mental block of me wanting to go back. But I do feel like it's a little too late and I don't know if I'm going to finish it in time for the award show. I'm going to try. Yeah. But things are just going to ramp up, like with God of War and Gotham Knights and a bunch of other games that I'm really, really looking forward to. So I don't know. I don't, hope so. Don't
0: feel guilty about it. You know, Horizon's a great example. A game I dropped because Zelda came out and then I went back to Horizon after E3 and that was my mm-hmm. game of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, don't feel bummed because you... I feel like we get two in our own heads about FOMO, the fear of missing out and all that jazz like mm-hmm. you don't have to be part of the conversations you don't have to buy a game just to say you bought a game and post it on social media you know what i mean sure. um so to me like i kind of i don't care too much about fomo for the most part um you know there are times where i'm like oh i wish i could do this or wish i could get that but to me when it comes to like games i'm just not into i'm just not into it and then sure
1: doesn't bother that's, me that's the thing that makes me so bad about horizon i am into it yeah and that that's the thing that the the struggle. I
0: mean you're just a fake fan. That's fine. You writes in, hi guys. <laughs> hope you I both- can't
1: keep letting him get away with this. <laughs> I can't. It's coming. One day it's coming, Joe. I'll get you back.
0: Uh hope you're both doing well this week. Before I get to my question, I just want to shout out the new releases this week. Trails from Zero. Please, please, if this series looks appealing to you guys, go out and buy it. This series means a lot to me. Now for the question of the week, have you ever gone back to uh, the first game in a series? It, it, sorry, And it made you appreciate the second one even more where it would have been a, what is this?
1: Quality of life uh, feature. Quality
0: of life feature or the story. Okay, there you go. I can't uh, by the way,
1: Yuna, uh, I think I fell asleep before I agreed to your bet uh, over Uh-oh. the Giants-Cowboys game. She was uh-uh. like, if the Cowboys win, I have to play a Trails game. I don't think I agree to it. Oh, just speaking, just speaking about time <laughs> not having it. Uh I've heard nothing but great things about the Trails games. Mm-hmm. Uh One of uh, probably the best RPG series in the past decade or so. So I will look into it. Uh, eventually I do want to play them. But as far as like go back to the first game makes me appreciate the second one. There is not. There is not a clear answer to me than this one. What? It's infamous one. Ooh. Going back to infamous one. Okay. Makes me love and appreciate two so much more. Mm. Just mm. from the city layout, the, the environments, the movement around the city, mm. everything is just better.
0: I think about the Last of Us Part One to Part Two, like I like playing the Last of Us Part One remake. I was like, "Man, this is really great," but how much I love the movement and the the combat of two so much more. There are these things, like just like simple simple things, like the prone uh, position, sure. like that means so much in Part Two. That it, it's 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 really those things that I that I appreciate from from two so for me i i even go back to like maybe gears to gears two or to gears three like seeing those iterations i can appreciate like halo one halo 2 halo three halo even halo four or five um to see how different those games play to each other though mm-hmm. they're in the same um you know field or whatever um or' sorry they're, they're the same you know series those uh-huh. games still have those subtle changes that that impact so much, so yeah, that's kind of what I think when I think of, of sequels making me appreciate, or originals going back to you making me appreciate the sequels.
1: Sure, appreciate. yeah.
0: Spoiler writes in. They wanted me to say it like that, by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: hey guys, uh-huh. Spoiler here. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, are there any games you found too difficult to continue? slash finish mine's cuphead but more recently has been Deathloop. but i'm determined mm. to see that one through keep up the good work love as always what up,
1: yeah. i i understand the problem with Deathloop, cuphead man jesus Cuphead's,
0: brutal
1: that is that might be my answer too i don't Same. know if i'll ever go back and finish that game
0: too hard but man do i appreciate it that it, this thing exists yeah yeah
1: it was bloodborne that's right I conquered that mountain. That's why I can hold hold over you. I, yeah. I I'm I have 100% in Bloodborne. You don't.
0: I mean, that's fine.
1: Hmm. Just saying, fake fan over here.
0: I mean, House Horizon for Ben West. Oh wait, no, you didn't. You didn't oh, listen,
1: didn't. Bloodborne is your game in the generation, game and the you, generation. Have it, you have it you haven't 100% of it. I'm just waiting for that 60 FPS. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that remake. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dead and six feet on the ground when that comes out. And I will be (laughs) revived.
0: (laughs) I will be risen. I'm like, all right, I'm back. (laughs) I heard there was a remake, y'all. But yeah, mine's probably, probably Cuphead as well. Cuphead's a great one, yeah. Kyle, that's it. That's all the questions that we got this week. Ooh, wee! I know green gorilla is just like, yo, let's talk about Wolverine and Deadpool three, but like oh, that yeah. would date the show. But you know what? We're an hour and 30 minutes into the show. Y'all that reveal was great. That was fantastic. I wonder how long they knew, like, like, was it always in a plan? Cause I know they're close friends. Like, was that always the, yeah, plan? yeah, I
1: don't know. I would like to think so. Honestly,
0: it's been a great week for geekdom. It's been really great. And is great. Yeah. I I also, I she like, continues
1: I to deliver. Oh, I kind of watched a new episode this it's week. Uh, I, I mean, obviously we knew it already happened, but if I got reminded uh, of it in a tweet of like, why is everyone freaking out? Wolverine has already met Deadpool, <laughs> and <laughs> they had a still of them in the elevator from X Men Origins Wolverine. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I hope there's a lot of jokes on that expense. Oh, you know there great. is. Yeah, you know there is. And you know somebody went through and. Is like reading their lips when they talk about like mm-hmm. what's going on in this in this Deadpool three.
0: It, it's just it, it's they're meeting for quote unquote the first time that it's like the people actually care about this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. X Men Wolverine was a right or origins whatever Wolverine. Yeah, such a cash grab. Oh yeah. You just, it, it didn't. It didn't have that spirit where, like, Deadpool is the like,
1: Merc with the Deadpool. mouth. You know what we should do about the Merc with the mouth? So, Let's sew sure. his mouth shut. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, great idea. Make him look like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, sure, That's great idea.
0: Great. And again, like now, it's it's it feels <laughs> great because you, you first off they're in the MCU. Yeah, and we love the MCU here. Pro MCU stance. Yeah, in fact, I just love a good comic book. Anything.
1: Yeah, you have Deadpool in there we love him he's great i swear i swear joe yeah if hulk doesn't throw wolverine and do a fastball special Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be very upset Fair. it has to happen do you think it has to happen do you think there's gonna be like do you think this is just deadpool and wolverine oh no
0: no you think there's we're gonna see some MC people in here yeah okay i would i would even say patrick stewart's back (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would even, say, dude. If they they're gonna make Thanos jokes, for sure,
1: one hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. it will be great, man. What the the world we live in, and just think about the synergy between that would- <laughs> and the Wolverine game that's supposed to come out in twenty twenty
1: four. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a montage of like deadpool be like oh you wonder where i've been and then they do scenes throughout the mcu and then they pan out and he's just on the side just watching (laughs) (laughs) like in these pivotal moments that we've seen Mm -hmm. i think that would be fantastic that'd be really
0: funny yeah that'd be great oh man listen this weekend nerdum, not just playstation fantastic pretty great that said kyle listen that's been that's been the show Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. But before we do, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here?
1: I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K step on Twitter and everywhere. Follow all the indie game coverage that we do at six one indie.com. That's S I X O N E I uh, N D I E six one indie Cast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we record that live on Thursday nights on twitch.tv slash six one indie. And we just announced October 22nd and 23rd is going to be our extra life stream, 24 mm-hmm. hours streaming video games for the kids so uh, come hang out and watch us play games, games until we're delirious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show over at P.S. Trophy Room on Twitter. You can help support the Trophy Room Awards and all the great things that we're doing over at Patreon.com slash P.S. Trophy Room. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep it what's about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.
1: See you guys. I love you very much.